Coming up on 5-Minute News. Republicans nominate Steve Scalise as House Speaker, but struggle to find votes. Israel forms unity government as conflict accelerates. And NATO will respond if Finland-Estonia pipeline damage is deliberate. It's Thursday, October 12. I'm Anthony Davis. Republicans who controlled the U.S. House of Representatives on Wednesday nominated Steve Scalise to serve as Speaker following last week's ousting of Kevin McCarthy, but delayed further action when he appeared to be short of the support needed to win a vote of the full chamber. Scalise, now number two on the Republican leadership ladder, edged rival Jim Jordan in a secret ballot vote to secure his party's nomination from the top post. Scalise once called himself David Duke without the baggage. In 2002, he gave a speech to a white supremacist group founded by the former KKK Grand Wizard. Republicans can afford only a handful of defectors as they control the chamber by a narrow 221 to 212 majority, and Democrats are not expected to vote for any Republican candidate. Back in January, Kevin McCarthy had to endure 15 rounds of voting before clinching the speakership. Before selecting Scalise, Republicans rejected a proposal that would have required their nominee to secure 217 of their 221 votes. That allowed Scalise to win the nomination quickly, but left open the question of whether he would face a repeat of the battle for the role of Speaker, which played out in January over four days. Republicans need to move quickly to resolve this leadership vacuum that has prevented the House from addressing the war in Israel, approving more aid to Ukraine and passing spending bills before the current government funding runs out on November 17. President Joe Biden warned Iran against getting involved in Israel's conflict with Hamas amid fears of a wider regional conflict, while Israeli leaders formed an emergency war cabinet to present a united front. Israeli jets have pounded the Gaza Strip for days in retribution for a weekend attack by Palestinian Hamas militants who breached the border fence enclosing Gaza and rampaged through towns and villages, killing 1,200 people, injuring over 2,700 and taking scores of hostages, the Israeli military said. Biden dispatched his top diplomat Antony Blinken to the Middle East to show Washington's enduring support for Israel, seeking to secure the release of captives including Americans and prevent a wider war from erupting. Speaking to a roundtable of Jewish community leaders in Washington, Biden said his deployment of military ships and aircraft closer to Israel should be seen as a signal to Iran, which backs Islamist groups Hamas and Lebanon's Hezbollah. Iran likely knew Hamas militants were planning operations against Israel, but initial U.S. intelligence reports show that some Iranian leaders were surprised by the group's unprecedented attack from Gaza, U.S. sources said yesterday. Blinken is expected to arrive in Israel today and will also visit Jordan. He was not scheduled to visit the Israeli-occupied West Bank, where he ordinarily meets Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. 
Israeli leaders on Wednesday formed a unity government promising to put bitter political divisions aside to focus on the fight against Hamas. Former Defence Minister Benny Gantz, a centrist opposition leader, spoke live on Israeli television alongside Benjamin Netanyahu and Defence Minister Gallant after forming a war cabinet focused entirely on the conflict. Our partnership is not political. It is a shared fate, said Gantz. At this time, we are all the soldiers of Israel. Gantz's National Unity Party, which has fiercely opposed judicial reforms proposed by Netanyahu's far-right coalition, said it will not promote any unrelated policy or laws while the fighting goes on. NATO has promised a determined response if damage to an undersea gas pipeline between Finland and Estonia proves deliberate, as investigators said traces of an external mechanical force had been found on the seabed. Amid widespread media speculation about the likelihood of Russian sabotage, Risto Lohi of the Finnish National Bureau of Investigation told a press conference in Helsinki on Wednesday there is reason to suspect an external force causing the damage. The force, he added, appeared to have been mechanical, not an explosion. The agency's chief, Robin Lardot, said marks had been found on the seabed at the site of the damage to the Baltic Connector Pipeline. Its operators said it would take at least five months to repair the pipeline, meaning it was unlikely to come on stream again until April next year. Finnish authorities announced on Tuesday that a sudden fall in pressure in the pipeline, recorded on Sunday, had been caused by extensive damage that appeared to be deliberate. NATO Secretary-General Jens Soltenberg said that if the damage to the Baltic connector was proven to be an attack on NATO-critical infrastructure, it will be met by a united and determined response from NATO. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.